0: welcome to the worship leader toolbox podcast i'm so glad you're here my name is tim price and along with you as a listener i also lead worship in our church and participate in worship ministry leadership at various events all around our region and it's awesome to be able to share uh, this podcast episode today Uh, you can also if you are listening to this hit our website worshipleadertoolbox.com to read this post and get a little more insight but i was just thinking about the fact that at times it may not be as great of a response from your people as you would like and i know this comes and goes a little bit there's a little bit of just um, inspiration that hits the spirit works in different ways at different times sometimes we are thinking about um, how, how much we would like this, the congregation to engage with this particular song or or a particular component to worship but um, they, they kind of just just look at you. Other times, we're kind of thinking, well, this is just a standard day. And, and all of a sudden, they're, they're totally engaged. Sometimes it depends on the level of comfort with the songs, all kinds of various aspects. But the thought I had today, as we kick off this podcast, is that we need, as worship leaders, to trust the Holy Spirit to lead our church worship. Jesus is the ultimate worship leader. And the Spirit is is who will fill people's hearts and inspire them to engage in worship. We wanna work hard, we wanna do all we can, we wanna plan well, we want things to look good and sound good and remove all the barriers possible, and that's another episode we have here on the podcast a while back. But the truth is, the Holy Spirit does the convicting and calls people closer and deeper in worship. And so it's important for worship leaders and pastors to be fasting and praying for these things. I spend one day each week fasting and praying for these things and other things. And I am uh, gonna share this list here in just a moment. I wanna welcome you to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast and excuse the long intro today, but I'm looking forward to sharing these with you.
1: My name is Elizabeth West, and I want to welcome you to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church worship. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it will be helpful to you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com. We'd also be honored if you would subscribe and share it with others. Heading now to today's episode.
0: Okay, here are six reasons and, and purposes behind you as the worship leader praying hard for your church and for these things. Because outside of the Holy Spirit at work in your church, there isn't going to be growth, there's not going to be depth, there's not going to be discipleship, there's not going to be engagement. And um, you can try to add in other ingredients and create some kind of formula to, to make things happen. But outside of the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not going to happen in an authentic way. And that's why prayer and a humility and an openness to God at work through you is so important. So I want you to be praying for, number one, the words you say. So we all know that worship leaders need to share words of some kind. Too often, I think some people talk a little bit too much. Other times, maybe we don't talk enough. There needs to be encouragement, interjection, and exhortation Uh just kind of explanation at times but encouragement from the worship leaders really does help the congregation when verbally prompted most congregations will often respond with action they'll either sing loudly or they'll stand or they'll clap or they'll worship more deeply and when we have prepared in prayer and we're more in tune to god's spirit the words that need to be said will be said and so you know, there's times, I don't think there's a, a limit to how many words you're supposed to say. Sometimes a story or an invitation or, or something you share personally or about the song or about the church or the ministry can really help unify the church in singing and worship together. So we need to be praying for the words that we're going to say on stage. That doesn't mean that we don't prepare what words we want to share. It is good and it's almost as important as practicing songs as in practicing transitions. But if you can write out a prayer you're going to pray or a story you want to share, um, that's really helpful. Sometimes in my own life, I'll be singing a song and thinking about the next song. And for whatever reason, over all these years, the Lord has given me a story or a phrase or something to say or share about the church or about the song or about the worship itself or a scripture verse. And so any of those things can be powerful whenever we have prayed for the words we're going to say that's number one number two pray for the songs you choose now for some worship leaders especially ones who are just starting this seems like the most important task of the worship leader choosing the songs and of course that is an important task but to be honest any number of people can choose the songs there are a lot of ways for the songs to be chosen and for the flow to happen but As far as the songs being sung, for the days that you are choosing them, for the days that you're offering input or assisting or however your planning works, when we are praying for the right songs at the right time, then a lot can happen. When the theme is planned and known, and you have an opportunity to work in a setting where there's some preparedness from the part of the preaching staff, then you have this opportunity to connect some songs to the message or the scripture or the or the outcome of the message, the call to action. And there is uh, a lot to that. I know that um, there's so many different levels of people listening here. I know some of you all may not even know what the sermon is until you've like read the program on Friday afternoon or whatever. And others know the sermons for an entire year. I don't think every single song needs to tie in directly with a scripture or a sermon. That would almost get odd or monotonous in some ways. You want some of your songs to follow the flow of worship in terms of uh, adoration and praise, lifting up the name of Jesus, speaking to God, speaking about God, teaching theology, just a a general, let's praise the name of Jesus. And there are a lot of songs in this camp. There's a lot of upbeat songs and you have an opportunity to uh, pull those out. And then you might find a song that's a perfect fit for the scripture or the response time, or maybe one of each. And for those, you can put it in the right places in the service and when we are praying for those you'd be surprised how those songs come to mind or somebody will suggest it or you will have uh, a song just kind of come back to your mind you're looking through song select and you hit the top 100 and you think wow we haven't done that one in a while that's got a a great chorus for this message theme I also want to invite us though to be praying for the songs we choose in the sense that songs aren't magical they are just opportunities for the church to sing. The goal of the songs we're choosing with the right keys and the right purpose is for the church to sing. That is the end goal. But even when we don't have songs that match perfectly with the message, if you don't know the message or you couldn't find a song or whatever, well, even in those times, the Holy Spirit can connect the dots and we can't think of the right song. The song we do pick usually works just fine. And so That's why we need to be praying for the Holy Spirit to be at work in worship. Number one, through the words we say. Number two, through the songs we choose. The third thing we need to be praying for is the church we are leading. We need to be praying for our church and not just like, hey, I'm praying for our church. More like, what day and time are you praying for your church? And maybe you're praying for your church every day and there's a specific time. Or maybe you pray for your church every Sunday morning or every Tuesday morning or every time you meet with a staff or your worship team. You can't sing over the people if you don't love those people. Be praying for your team and yourself and your people to be engaged in worship, but even more than that, be praying that they will be open to God's spirit at work in them for worship and growth and discipleship and depth and holiness. Be praying for the church that you lead. There's several byproducts of praying for the church that you lead. And one is that you are committed there. You are seeking God's voice and and staying in communion with God and, and hearing the timing. Some people leave their post too early in ministry. We look around, we get disgruntled with one little thing, and all of a sudden we're gone to the next spot. Some people may possibly stay too long. They grow in comfort and it's simple and it's easy and it's hard to think about expanding and moving outward. But what we need to do is pray for the church And stay in tune to God's Spirit at work in us so that we are able to know how best to lead and love the people. So we have number one, for the words you say. Number two, pray for the songs you choose. Pray for the church you lead because we're counting on God's Spirit. If we don't have the Holy Spirit at work, it's not going to be authentic. It's not going to grow. It's not going to be good. So the fourth thing we're praying for is for the pastor that you work with. Worship leaders should be praying for their pastor or their pastors in their church. Your connection with the pastor is gonna have significant impact within the congregation. And that is because you are working closely together. It's an obvious working relationship played out from the front each week. And people will notice if things are amiss. So you don't have to be total buddy-buddy and chummy with your pastor and hang out every weekend going places together. Sometimes that fits, and sometimes that works, and that's a blessing. But you can also be supportive and connected and in community and good relation with your pastor. And as you are doing that, and as your pastor is doing that with you, then you have this opportunity to witness to the effort of the Holy Spirit building community within your church. And there is this element that there could come a time when the pastor-worship-leader relationship doesn't work out easily. And that is going to be a pretty good indication that you're going to have trouble sticking this out for the long haul. So you want to take the high road. You don't want to bash and you don't want to say bad things. You want to say good words, encourage what you can encourage, love what you can love, serve with all your heart as you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the right time, you might need to make a change. Of course, that's like a whole other podcast, but for now, If the Holy Spirit is gonna be at work in your church, be praying for your pastor and the relationship you have and the work you do together. All right, so we're praying and fasting for the words we say, the songs we choose, the church we lead, the pastor we work with, for the spiritual temperature in your ministry. We need to be praying for the heart of our team members, praying for the leaders that we are raising up, that they will be spiritual leaders and quality gifted leaders as well. I heard somebody recently say, we don't just find great leaders, we build great leaders. So we need to pray for more power in our leadership and more heart in serving and more joy in our presentation, our execution of leading worship for the congregation each weekend. When we're praying for the spiritual temperature that focuses our attention on things other than logistics and production and notes. There has to be a way to balance those things. And I want to invite us as worship teams, if I was going to err on one side or the other, I would rather have the production quality at 80%, the note quality of musicality at 80%, and the um, logistic flow quality at 80%, and the Holy Spirit counting on desperation kind of mode from us as the disciples of Jesus as children of God at 110%. I would take that anytime. Of course, it would be awesome if the production was at 100 and logistics were at 100% and the note the musicality was 100% and the holy spirit was present. Now that all together is dynamite. Of course it's elusive because as soon as you get production to a certain point then all of a sudden you have more things to do with production. So it's never going to actually arrive, but I will say this I don't wanna make it seem like production is bad, but I think too many modern worship leaders spend their week focused on lighting and staging, cables, sound, planning center, structures, scheduling, and everything except desperate prayer. That the Holy Spirit will invade their hearts, take over their lives, and work and move in their team, their leaders, and their churches. And I only say that with conviction because I have that sense in my own heart sometimes. Without the Holy Spirit, there isn't going to be revival and deep-seated transformation in your worship services and in your church in your people. So we have those first few. Pray for the words you say, the songs you choose, the church you lead, the pastor you work with, for the spiritual temperature in your ministry and your leadership. And then the final one, and there's probably more, but for this post and this podcast, the final one and the sixth one is pray for the fun of leading and i don't want to use fun too loosely here like we're at a carnival or some kids event but pray that god will continue to give you a heart for your church pray that you have joy in the community and the connection with your church don't be afraid to let your roots sink deep no matter how long you're gonna be there no matter how long you serve you will make an impact in friendship and connections And the journey will be more fun. Don't lose the sense of wonder as you lead. And remember, you don't have to do this. You get to. You step on stage as a privilege and an opportunity, not as a duty. Stay faithful, committed until it's obvious that the Lord is changing your direction, leading you elsewhere, or leading you to step down. And I kind of wrap all that up into fun. But maybe other words could be contentment or to enjoy it or to not take life so seriously but to trust that god's spirit is at work through you for this season for this church grow all you can do all you can be as smart as possible and and frugal with the budget and and creative with your presentation and and development of team around you but enjoy it be along for the ride trusting that god is pulling this thing together All right, so I want to invite you to be very comfortable leading the way in ministry by trusting the Holy Spirit to accomplish the work. Trust the Holy Spirit to lead your worshipers. As I've heard it said before, work like it all depends on you, but pray like it all depends on God. There really is some truth to that. But I also like the quote that John Wesley said, prayer is where the action is. And again, I don't want to you know, say this generally about everybody, but my own conviction is that we just don't pray enough as leaders. We talk a lot. We read quite a bit. We engage in a lot of conversations. We scope and look and research the internet like crazy. We put questions on worship leader groups and ministry leader team groups on Facebook, and we we, we show pictures and create great captions. We, we do so much stuff We keep so many details straight. We wear so many hats often in worship ministry and and all the worlds that surround that for churches in the modern world. But I'm not sure if we pray enough as leaders. Prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit is what will truly move your congregation to respond to Jesus and worship and to grow in discipleship. Find time today to pray. And then find time to invite your team and your leaders to pray and find ways to open your life to the power of the Holy Spirit at work in you, trusting that it's going to lead your worshipers. As we wind down today, I appreciate you listening. I would love for you to check out the website and other podcast episodes. On the website, you can find this post. You can also find a 10-point checklist for worship leaders. I'd love for you to get that free resource and to subscribe to our list. It'd be awesome if you could share this podcast with other worship leaders or your worship team and maybe this is a good one to share with your worship team that you can invite them to be praying for god's holy spirit to work in your midst well thank you for your ministry and thank you for the time that you invest in preparing and planning and leading in the largest organization on the planet the church of jesus and so it's a privilege and an honor and uh, i'll talk to you next time thank you
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. We're praying for you and for all our listeners as we keep making an impact in the lives of worship leaders and worship teams around the globe. Before you go, we'd also like to let you know that we have two other podcasts through our ministry. One focused on ministry leadership is called Go Harvest, and the second one is a weekly five-minute devotion called Faithful Friday. You can find out more at harvestministryteams.com slash podcast or go to the link in the show notes.